All right, and we're back. Revelation chapter 7, the Amplified Version. This is getting good. An interlude. After this, I saw four angels stationed at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind... I'm going to read this little note. It says, the Jews and other ancient peoples were very observant of the four winds, that is, the winds that came from each point of the compass. It was said in the Talmud that if the winds ceased to blow, the world could not continue to exist. Interesting. Holding back the four winds of the earth so that no wind will blow on the earth or on the sea or any other or on any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the rising of the sun, holding the seal of the living God, and with a loud voice he called out to the four angels to whom it was granted to have authority and power to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees, until we seal, mark the bondservants of our God on their foreheads. The seal indicates both ownership and protection by God. All right. The 144,000, I've heard various things about the 144,000, mainly from our Jehovah Witness brothers and sisters. Apparently, they believe only 144,000 are going to get into heaven. So, let's see what this says. And y'all can go read your own commentaries about this. I'll read some commentaries later. Some stuff, I don't know, when it comes to Revelation... My kind of take on it is so much of stuff is already kind of unfolding. You see Russia and Ukraine, the wars. You see there's fires in Canada. The world is a, is a hot mess right now. Um, and so however God wants to play it all out, I'm just along for the ride. And just pray to God that I'm sealed and covered and protected. And... Yeah, just that God would empower me to be bold, to share it with as many people, the gospel, for it's time for me to check up out of here. But I don't really give as much, like, some people, they go really deep in the revelation. They try to, like, create all these revelation maps and these, try to kind of puzzle together and piece together how it's all going to play out and how the end times are going to all unfold and all that. And it's like, nah, it's a little too much for me. Once again, let's get into the Bible calculus of it all. The 144,000, I heard how many were sealed. And I feel like God, he will reveal to you what needs to be revealed in the right time. You know, for those that actually have a relationship with him, it's kind of, yeah. He'll reveal to you what you need to know and prepare you for what you need to be prepared for. All right, the 144,000, I heard how many were sealed. 144,000, 12,000 sealed from every tribe of the son of Israel. Here we go. 12,000 were sealed from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 from the tribe of Gad, 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, or Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, and 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin were sealed, marked, redeemed, protected. A multitude from the tribulation. 
After these things I looked, and this is what I saw, a vast multitude which no one could count gathered from every nation and from all the tribes and peoples and languages of the earth, standing before the throne and before the Lamb Christ, dressed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And in a loud voice, they cried out, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne. And to the Lamb, our salvation is the Trinity's, Trinity's to give. And to God, the Trinity, we owe our deliverance. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the 24 elders and the four living creatures. And they fell to their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and majesty, wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders responded, saying to me, These who are dressed in long white robes, who are they from who are who are they and from where did they come? I said to him, My Lord, you know the answer, and he said to me, These are the people who come out of the great tribulation persecution. And they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb because of his atoning sacrifice. For this reason, for this reason, they are standing before the throne of God and they serve him and worship day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them and shelter and protect them with his presence. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst anymore, nor will the sun beat down. Or the word says, that word says, will pitch his tent or spread his tabernacle. Interesting. All right. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst anymore, nor will the sun beat down on them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nor will they sneeze any longer. <laughs> oh, no, that's not in there. Sorry, y'all. I just threw that in there. All right. The sun be down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb who is in the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to spring to the springs of the waters of life. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, giving them eternal comfort, man. That's my only hope, y'all. I have nothing to live for in this life. I grew up and I was taught about God and I had a relationship with God, but I didn't really know what it meant. Still to this day, I'm still learning what it means to actually have like a, to really follow Jesus, right? And, um, and for him to be my shepherd. And um, I put, I don't know, it's like I grew up putting so much like, emphasis into establishing like a little kingdom here on earth like being a great employee or making money you know trying to get a house having a wife having these kids and all that stuff crumbled all of it and I'm at a point where it's like, yeah, my only hope really is the song. My hope is in you, Lord, all the day long. I won't be shaken by 
a drought or a storm. The peace that passes understanding is my song, and I sing, my hope is in you, Lord. It really is. It really is. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.